What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and welcome back to episode number 73 of the Brain Body Resilience podcast. It's me, JPB. And like the title of this episode says, today we are talking about getting out of your head and into your body. Your first thought might be, what the fuck does that even mean? Maybe not, but that was my reaction when I first started learning this concept. Um, Because I've lived most of my life placing so much importance on my intellect, trying to prove that I'm smart because that would prove that I was worthy of what, I don't know, looking back, I can see this, but um, I guess my own approval and acceptance. Uh, Because now that I have that, I don't feel like I have to prove, I don't want to say anything, because I don't know if that's true, but not nearly as much. Um, So anyways, this is a theme that comes up in therapy for me. Uh, My therapist always tells me, yes, you can intellectualize this all you want, but how does it feel? And the thing is, we don't feel with our brains. That is where we make sense of the sensations and signals we get from our body. That's where our perception happens in our brain, but we feel with our body. And so if we want to navigate how we feel in this life, we have to be able to get out of our heads and into our bodies. This, my friend, is where we live, and this is much more challenging for a lot of us than we probably even realize, because it's not something we're taught. It's not something that is uh, super common. We are taught to think. (laughs) We are not taught to feel. And we live inside of this body, um, and it's the greatest tool that we have to navigate the world, both inside of us and outside of us. You need your body to move around and movement is necessary for just the most basic forms of self-expression, for communication, for interaction. It's how we translate what's inside us with our thoughts, our desires, through speech, facial expressions, gestures. These are all translating something that only exists inside you into the world outside of you. So it can be perceived by someone else if they're there, if they are there to receive it. Now, how we sense ourselves, how we sense our body in the world and the space around us, how we sense our movement, this is a thing called proprioception. And this changes with how we move. It is shaped by the qualities of our movement. Because when we move with power or speed or grace, our brain receives signals, proof from our senses that we are graceful, we are strong, we are powerful. Movement shapes your internal awareness of yourself and how you see yourself in the world. Once you have sensed yourself as powerful, your brain has all the proof it needs that it's true. And that changes how you see yourself in the world and what you are capable of doing, accomplishing. There's um, a piece in the book, The Joy of Movement by Dr. Kelly McGonigal that I think is fantastic. And it says, That voice in your head saying you're too old, too weak, too awkward, too broken, too big. These are all stories that you're telling yourself. And the stories can be written. uh, I'm sorry. The stories can be rewritten with the physical sensations from movement. 
because new sensations are writing a different story in your body and brain through that sensation perception, through that proprioception. And when you realize that you are stronger than you thought, you are more graceful, faster, this is self-empowerment. Movement is how we express ourselves, how we find courage, how we complete the stress cycle, how we bond with others. And yet the majority of adults around the world, but especially here in the US, move as little as possible. And I see a few reasons for this. But mostly that we have made everything so convenient and instantly gratifying, it makes it hard to do hard things. And movement requires energy. Um, I think it's a combination between this and um, something that will require many more episodes, which is the fact that we are all living in a state of survival due to how we live our lives, what we are living through, and um, not having the tools, resources, social um, acknowledgement or acceptance of trauma in order to process these things. If we look at that in just in the last couple of years with the immense worldwide trauma that we are still continuing into, we have different kinds now, and how people just want to get back to it. Just get back to work, get back to normal, get to just forget it, just move, move forward and don't process. This is just kind of a, how we are told to work. Um, and that, that's going to take a lot more, a lot more, uh, sorting through for me before we, before we really delve into that. Um, but anyways, so we'll, we'll stick with this, this one reason that I see that we don't move, which is kind of the convenience and instant gratification and those expectations that we have around this. If we think about what it takes to create new muscle or movement patterns, what it takes for our body to convert nutrients into fuel and the incredible process that takes place even just to gesture with your hands. It is incredible what our bodies can do. But the convenience thing leaves us with this expectation that things should be quick and they should be easy and movement and exercise, maintaining health, mental health, physical, emotional, spiritual health. It all takes effort and it takes intention. Refer back to our last episode. The work is work. It's called work because that's what it is. It is difficult. It is hard. Growth is not easy. Growth is not comfortable, but I believe that that's what we're here to do is to learn how to grow through different experiences and shape our lives. So we have these unrealistic goals and expectations tied to our reason for being active, bringing it back home there. And so our reasons end up being things like losing weight for a vacation or for bikini season or something immediate. So what about changing your life so that you don't have to scramble for change for a thing that won't ultimately last? If you want change in your life, if you want to change something in your life, you don't give up in a few months. But when we've got immediate expectations fueled by loads of shame and self-criticism, societal standards telling us what we should be doing, the reasons that we should have, that is not a recipe for longevity. So if we're not giving up after, you know, just a couple of months, how long will it take? It's going to take as long as it takes. You just have to decide if you want it or not. And if you do, you just keep going. And if not, that is, that is your decision. And with that, what are we talking about? What is it that you want? That is the part that's up to you. 
And I think that is where we get caught up in borrowed goals. And as Dr. Shante Cofield always says, borrowed goals ain't the way. Whether it's losing weight or shrinking or being faster or better or stronger, having a bikini body, it doesn't matter what, nothing, there's no better goal. Nothing's right or wrong. What is your goal? Do you want to feel better about how your body moves? Do you want to be stronger so your knees don't hurt? Do you want to be able to carry the groceries upstairs? Have more energy, process stress, anxiety, emotions. Do you want to match the level of, you know, chaos and intensity you have in your internal environment with physical intensity outside? I've been there too. Bottom line, not all of us, in fact, most of us, don't want to be fitness or physique competitors. And if you do, that's awesome too. So what is your goal? Stop listening to the messages around around you that say that you should be doing X, Y, and Z and start assessing, is that what you want in your life? Does that serve you? Is that useful for you in this moment? Is that how you want to feel? And if you don't know yet, just start somewhere and explore your goals. And this goes far beyond movement to anything else. You don't have to have it all figured out. Give yourself permission to try new things, to explore more of you, to figure out what it is as you go and change your mind over and over and over as you go and shape your journey and learn what you want, what your goal really is and how you want to get there. And for me, with activity, movement, my goals are changing. But my main goal is staying active so my body doesn't shrivel up as I get older. I want to be strong and mobile when I'm old, if I am gifted with, you know, longevity in this life. I want to accept and appreciate all of who I am, and that includes my body, not for what it looks like, but for what it does for me, carrying me through this life and providing me with built-in tools to use to shift from one state of being to another, a tool to use to process and navigate my senses and feelings that shape my perspective, my experience in this life. This is incredible. I would have never, ever guessed that I would be able to one day have the appreciation that I do for my body. I spent 30 years hating my body, loathing myself, detaching from myself to the point where I started to have dissociative seizures. And now I'm having to learn (laughs) to be in my body, to appreciate the magnificence, magnificence that is the human body. And I believe that I have this perspective, at least in part, because I understand a bit about how it works. And it is truly incredible like that we as humans function at all. And then beyond that are capable of incredible things with our bodies. And I know that I've gone off on a whole tangent, so I'll bring it back to the point. We need to move and we don't. So don't wait until you feel better to start moving, to start your workout routine, to start going on walks, to start just being a little more active because that's not how it works. That's not how you work. You have to do the thing to feel better. We are made to be active. It's not just about how you look. It's much more about how you feel and how you work. You live in this body. It is your home and it is a tool to help you navigate this life in all of the ways, using your body to navigate the world outside of you and the world inside of you. And if we're waiting until we're ready, I'm going to tell you right now, motivation is a myth. It's actually 
anticipation of the reward that stimulates the neurochemicals and the response that we think is motivation. We have to do the thing in order to be excited about the thing, in order to anticipate the thing and feel good doing the thing. Action comes first. So just start moving, walk more, hire a trainer or a coach to help you with the movements and goals that you have. Just get started. The benefits to your mood and stress response are almost immediate. And with this beautiful cocktail of chemicals produced with movement, not only is it almost an immediate sense of uh, gratification and mood boost, but that actually carries out and lasts after you are finished. Give yourself time to figure out what you like and what works best for you in this moment and allow that to change over time as you do. It's all about trial and error and experimenting and giving yourself the opportunity to change your mind. Is this the thing? No? Okay, moving on. Is this the thing I like to do? Yes, but only for a moment or for a season or chapter or whatever. Change your mind as much as possible to create what you want. I just... um finished my first half marathon. We didn't actually run in the race. I just ran 13.3 miles around my neighborhood, uh, which is a whole story. We were going to go to the race and, you know, we still live in a pandemic and all the things. And so we didn't, but my goal ultimately was to run this race. And so I ran the distance. And in that, I realized I don't like running long distances. That's not my thing. Um, That is not the type of movement I enjoy, but I had to do it to figure that out. And so it's okay to try something, decide it's not for you or just not for you right now, and then try something else. Because if it's not something you enjoy doing, you are not going to stick with it. And we have to be active for our mental, physical, emotional health. And so with all of this, wrapping it up, the the theme here, it takes action. Being active takes action. It takes movement and it takes a body that can keep up and withstand the stress of all of the uncertainty that comes with, you know, experiment and new things. There's nothing wrong with stress and uncertainty. And if we were ever uncertain, or I'm sorry, if we were never uncertain, we wouldn't grow or learn or experience new beautiful things in life. So, you know, uncertainty and stress are just built into life. I heard someone say that stress was a choice and I had so many... (laughs) It's like visceral reaction. Like, no, what you do about it is a choice, but uh, stress exists. That's We would not be alive if we did not have some stress. And when we are trying new things and experimenting to try and figure out what we like, there will be a level of uncertainty and discomfort with that. Stress isn't bad. Uncertainty isn't bad. It's what we do with it. And part of that is training for the capacity to hold and process the stress and uncertainty and knowing how to do that with the tools you have in your body and believing that you actually can. Humans crave concrete goals and thrive when we have specific markers, smaller steps to to guide our way along the path. We cannot have hope of accomplishing whatever it is, this goal, without these three things. One, a solidly defined goal. What is it? Vague goals don't get you anywhere. What is it that you want? What is the purpose of this thing? Not to say that can't change, but what, am, what is it right now? What am I doing this for? Number two, a pathway to reach that goal. There have to be steps to take. You have to have a way to get there. And number three, trusting that you are capable. You must believe that you have the inner resources and necessary support to take each step. If you don't think it's possible, ultimately it's not. 
And I believe that with the right goal defined by us, by our own selves, and then a pathway to reach our goal, we would all be more active. And that is my hope because movement is one of the most essential tools for getting yourself out of fight or flight mode, for getting out of survival mode, for preventing anxiety, or at least processing and helping to reduce prolonged anxiety and depression. It is not a substitute for everyone for medication, but it is shown to work just as well as some some of the most popular antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and kind of working in unison like a little bit of both because of the way the neurochemicals are released. We just, you know, at this point can't replicate that in a pill. And so with that, I'm going to plug my workshop here. I have a workshop coming up called your brain and exercise. It's coming up on March 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And it will be two hours long. I will leave the um, information in the show notes for you to look at. And the reason that I am hosting this is because in the fall I had, I heard, I heard someone ask if exercise was really like, if it really helps with, with mental health, like, but, but like, does it really though? And it is one of the most incredible tools that we have. And so, yes, I want to, I want to touch on that. Uh, Another thing I heard somebody just, and I identified so strongly with this, this person just like I woke up crying again because I have been working out and I just hate the way I look and I'm just like off and on of my workouts. And that was me for a really long time. I'm doing everything right. Why can't I stick with this? Why? And it was just all about shame. I just hated my body. And it wasn't until I had a deeper reason to be active, to move my body, that I found it to be sustainable and was able to actually get myself out of fight or flight, get myself out of that survival mode so that I could think more clearly about why am I doing this and rebuild the relationship I have with myself. And so this workshop is for you. If you have ever wanted a reason that didn't make you feel like shit for moving your body, because let's be honest, the goal of shrinking yourself doesn't feel good. If you've heard that exercise is good for your mental health, but you're really not sure if it's true or if it'll work for you and you don't really understand why or how that works. Or if you just want to nerd out about how your brain works and uh, what happens when you get that good, sweet exercise in your life. Also, if you've heard me talk about moving stress with movement and wondering what the hell I'm talking about, I have lived a life attached to exercise since I was a child being in gymnastics. And until just a few years ago, I never realized that there was a bigger reason. There was a bigger why to working out than trying to shrink myself or literally trying to run away from my pain and anger. And so if any of that sounds familiar, this workshop might be right up your alley. I am really excited to facilitate the space and learn what kind of movement really helps you feel better. Learn how stress, your stress response is directly tied to movement and you get to help navigate that. And so I will leave the link to that. Check it out. If you have any questions about that, um, email me at jpb. What is my email? It is jpb at brainbodyresilience.com. Or, you know, you can find me on Instagram. Just shoot me a DM there. I will respond either way. So wrapping this up here today. Thank you so much for being here. Endlessly, endlessly grateful. 
for every single one of you. I am so grateful that you listen. I am also grateful to know what resonates. I am truly, when you share things on Instagram, when you come and tell me what, what pieces of this resonated, how it helped, what you thought about it. I am really, really grateful for that because if it's not useful, then it's not useful. Then why, then what am I doing? So knowing that what your, what your takeaways are, and it's different for everyone. And it's really cool for me to, to get to hear those. So thank you. Keep that coming. Um, if you found this useful today, share it with a friend. That is my ask. Um, if you want to rate star, whatever, that is awesome too, but I would much rather you just share it with a friend so that they might also benefit from it. My email is always open. I love to hear from you guys. So, you know, if this resonated, let me know. If you have questions about the workshop, let me know. I will link the information there in the show notes and I'm going to leave it here today. So I hope you have a beautiful week and until we do it again next week, peace out.